This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. Good morning. We are doing the Uddhav Gita. This is the last message of Sri Krishna. And we have started a new chapter, chapter 12. And we had reached till verse 12. So today we are going to do verse 13 onwards. So this is Uddhav Gita, the last message of Sri Krishna, chapter 12, verse 13. Today it is all about different divisions in the society, how they have sprung up, what are they actually, and how these distinctions were created in this world. So verse 13 says, From the Virats sprang the Brahmanas, Kshatriyas, Vaishyas and Shudras, from the mouth arms thigh and feet respectively they were distinguished by their specialized duties the most important thing in these verse is that you cannot carry a legacy from one life to the other to the other to the other that means if you are a brahmana not necessary that you are going to become a brahmana in your next life the choices are you can get realized or you can become a demon also so there is no way in which the distinction can be made that this is how it is going to go it depends on how you act out your job in this material world you have been given specific responsibilities those are your duties you are supposed to perform them if you do not perform them then depending on your performance just like you have performance review <laughs> there is going to be a performance review at the end of your life and the reviewer is going to look at you mm, you have not done this properly okay next life you are going to get a demotion <laughs> <laughs> so think like that so what is this demotion and what is this promotion we have this belief in india that a brahmana's son is a brahman a kshatriya's son is a kshatriya this is a very very wrong belief i will give you a simple understanding of this think we have hiranyakashyap he is a rakshasa his son prallad was the greatest devotee of god how does that work so the idea that just because you are born through a certain womb you can become like that is absolutely wrong here there is no idea of saying that you are born from a womb so you become that no no way no way you get facilitated that is all facilitation is all that happens let us say you are born in a very rich family you have got the wherewithal to enjoy a certain amount of things in this world but you may have a tendency see this is a very important word here a tendency of a shudra laziness 
that is how it is it has nothing to do with the way you are born you can get facilitation at that birth that's it beyond that there is nothing it is the way in which you enact that part in this world see some of the people in this world come from a very very low family right but they are so intelligent they grow up in their career they become really very hard working people and reach the zenith they are helpful they are kind compassionate now tell me something has it got anything to do with the birth of theirs or it is the qualities that they have imbibed which we in turn say as nothing but the tendencies which they have acquired you may come from a very high family you may say i am born in a kingly family you know i come from this heritage but you may be a drunkard you may be a womanizer you may be you, you know you have all the bad habits in the world do you think you are kingly from any point of view from any angle does it look that you are kingly you are not that at all your tendencies and the way you behave has made you into the worst possible class the class is not defined that way got it it is defined in the way it is mentioned over here the virat purusha the gods manifest form the massive manifest form of krishna himself from his different parts of the body sprung different different things what does that translate into he says the brahmanas came from the mouth this is the idea you got to understand do you really think brahmanas came from the mouth the way it is portrayed in the world today no if brahmanas have come from the mouth they will be truthful in everything that they do they will be spouting spiritual stuff constantly they will not be going and doing any wrong stuff they are not going to be interested in making money they are not interested in making a name for themselves they are not going to provide you with things which will say yeah i am going to do service for you you have to pay me so much i'm sorry truth flows from the mouth of krishna the virat swarup also and knowledge truth and knowledge so brahmanas are those who are truthful and knowledgeable how many people do you think are there in this world who can be called as brahmanas knowledgeable and truthful combined those who have spiritual knowledge and those who have truth in them this person is a brahmana and it is not the way it is defined please understand this it is never to be taken the way it is presented in the world today second the kshatriya he comes from the arms what are arms of god nothing but work oriented it has everything to do with the job that 
Krishna and the Virat Purusha does. Right? It is action, work, duties. The person who is a Kshatriya is bothered about doing his duties in the world. He is the one who does all things which are connected to work. And what kind of a work? The kingly kind of a work. The work which will make him the king. Not an ordinary job. He is the leader amongst men. He is always working. But working for what reason? For the upholding of the dharma. Which means he is supposed to do what kind of job? The one which is a righteous duty that is there. The righteous path is extremely important to follow. Anybody who follows the righteous path is a Kshatriya. He is doing his duty in this world. He can be a political leader. He can be a person from the defense services. He can be a union leader. He can, he can be anything where he leads people. A leader. Now here we are not distinguishing between spiritual. No. The spiritual was a Brahmana. Remember this. Here it is material worldly leadership. He is leading the world. Then we come to the Vaishya. He is distinguished. He comes from the tha from. The thighs. What do the thighs represent? The thighs represents the lower portion of the earthly world. See, there are three worlds, right? The heavens for the gods, the earth for the humans and the hells for the demonic creatures. So, the, the part which is coming from the thigh also is a part of Earthly domain. A little bit of earthly domain is there. From there, having a family, working for the family, making money, doing agricultural work, doing service, serving people, doing things which are going to be physical in nature as well as Achieving certain important goals of wealth, prosperity and so on and so forth. That is the Vaishya. Then the last one is the feet. The Shudra comes from the feet. Now, it is the tendency connected to the feet. What are the tendencies? A person who is doing manual labor who has to work for his living, he is somebody who has to constantly be under beck and call by some seniors. Seniors like say the Vaishyas or the Kshatriyas, they will be the ruling class over this person. So these are general dogs buddy, people who work, people who do service to mankind. That is their job. They always tend to have tamasic relationship with the world. So these are the distinguishing duties that go along with the particular 
portion which they are accommodated in. Let us say somebody who is a Shudra, please understand, he belongs to that section. Got it? This is how division in the society has been created. Not the way it is represented today. I am again saying these words. The representation is wrong. It is the human way of representation. So that people can take advantage of it. That is the only reason. Here it is a spiritual discussion. We move to verse 14. Uddhav Gita chapter 12 verse 14. The householder's life sprang from my thigh. The student's life from my heart. The life of retirement into the woods from my chest. And monasticism was on my head. Now think about what is being said. Are we talking about Shudra, Vaishya, this, that? No. Did you get it? Krishna is not discussing that at all. He is saying, now where do all these other stages of life come from? There are stages of life. You know, you are a kid. After that you become a student. Then you become a householder. Then you become a person who is working. Then you get retired. Then you go to the jungles. I, nowadays you may not go to the jungles. But what it means is you go in search of knowledge. The spiritual knowledge. Finally you become a sannyasi. This is how the whole thing is supposed to be. But today that is not the case. So you understand this whole disruption has happened. So what does he say? The householder's life sprang from my thighs. The thighs is a place represented again for the householder. And the previous verse, the thighs was represented by the word over here called Vaishya. So does it mean that the Vaishya is coming from a householder? Not at all. I am not saying that a Vaishya is a householder. Even a Kshatriya can be a householder. Even a Brahmana can be a householder. Who says he cannot be? So, the Vaishya or the Kshatriya or the Brahmana is not concerned over here. You have to get acquainted with how these four divisions came about. So, the first one is a householder's job. Householder comes from the thigh, which means creation of this family, right? When you have to create a family, when you have to earn your living, when you have to go out and do things, get married, have children, make a house, make a living, ensure that everybody is provided with whatever they are supposed to have. Now all these things if you put together makes a householder's life. He is supposed to save for the family. He is supposed to do all kinds of things wherein the family is taken care of. So that is a householder. That comes from the thigh. It is from the lower end of the earthly domain. Then, the student life comes from my heart. Krishna says, the student life comes from my heart. What does this mean? The heart is the repository of all the goodness and the knowledge in this world. You understand that? In the heart of Krishna, there is all the knowledge, all the goodness. So now think about 
what is called as a student life. As a student, when you are a student, do you know how focused you are in your world of doing something for the world? I want to help everybody around. I want to be the leader. I want to do this and I want to do that. The person is supposed to be thinking like that. He has got grand ideas. A student normally has grand ideas. He thinks that he is going to save the world. I will go to Africa. Why Africa? Because there are poor people. I want to go and save them. I want to go to the jungles. I want to save the animals. I want to go to the North Pole. I want to go to the South Pole. I want to save the environment. I want to see that the plastic is removed. All this is there, isn't it? But then, what happens to the same person when he is supposed to get a job? He has completed his graduation or his post-graduation and immediately the person thinks, you know, I paid a lot of money to get educated. I have to first pay that debt off. There you go. Everything goes out of the window. So all those great dreams that a person has are gone. The same person, this householder, then he becomes a householder by the way. From a student he becomes a householder. <laughs> then he is bothered about I, me, myself and my family. That's it. He is not bothered about the world. Then what happened to the African story? Or going to the jungles? Or saving the environment? My children may do that, you know. I really don't have the time because I have, I am very busy in my work. I got this job. I have to focus. I have to make a living. I have to see that my family gets the money. I have to take care of my old parents. I have to take care of my wife and my children. This is what happens. So, <laughs> the student life goes out of the window. But, as a student, when a person is studying, it comes from the heart of Krishna. The person is very kind. He wants to do a lot for the world till he is a student. The moment he leaves that student life of his, everything goes for a toss. Because life is tough according to him. The life of retirement into the woods from my chest now please understand, the heart is different than the chest. <laughs> the heart is the one right inside. It is right at the back behind, not the one in front. No. The physical heart is not we are talking about. And the chest is the portion over here, from here to here. So what comes from the chest? The idea that I want to take up retirement. What kind of retirement? I want to have enough money in the bank. I want to be safe. I want to have a house. I have married my children off. I have settled them in their life. Now I have nothing else to do. I just got to put my legs up and watch television. And nowadays all the Netflixes of this world. Okay. As he says, okay, this is all I will do. Once or twice in a year, I will go to different countries and I will enjoy. I will go on cruise. I will go to South America. I will go to North America. I will go to Asia. I want to see all those elephants in India, you know. 
Wow, elephants in India? There are no elephants in India. Yes, I want to go to Burma. I want to go to Thailand. You know why? Oh, on the streets they have elephants and they have only monks over there. That's a concocted way of thinking. That is not how things are. Every country is developed. But the one who retires thinks that, you know, this is my retirement time. I cannot think of work right now. Maybe I will join some services, you know. Maybe I will do some kind of a social service somewhere. I've got 25-30 years of experience in this industry. The chest of the Lord gives this person called what is what is really known in this world as a retired life. But then, what comes from the head? From the head of the Lord comes monasticism. We are going to do about this aspect in detail after this. So, I am going to just tell you that how a person becomes uh, a sadhu, mahatma later on. We are going to do that in detail in the next couple of verses. So I will just let it be right here. We'll do verse 15 now. Chapter 12 verse 15 from the Uddhav Gita. The tendencies of a different caste and orders of life among men were according to the place of the origin. Inferior position produced inferior tendencies and superior position produced superior ones. Right. So what happens over here? All these, these two verses that we did. Where Krishna says, from my thigh comes this, from my chest comes this. All these things that God distinguished, you have to understand the tendencies of caste and orders of life. So suppose you are of an order or a caste, let us say you are a Kshatriya. And you are a student Kshatriya. So where do the Kshatriyas come from? According to what is written over here. As a student, he is supposed to come from the heart, isn't it? But as a Kshatriya, where did he come from? The arms. The understanding has to be, you may be a Kshatriya, but you may be a retired fellow, or you may be Going towards a monastery. So where do you actually come from? Their monastery. Remember that? Kshatriya is from the arms. So the way of distinguishing them has to be clearly understood. So now in this, this is called match the columns. You know, <laughs> we have done that in school and college also. Match the following A with B. Column A with column B. Now please understand yourself where you are in this part of your life. I belong to a Brahmin family and I am jobless. So where are you? <laughs> I am getting married. So Brahmin, remember Brahmin comes from the mouth. Supposed to tell the truth. But he is getting married. So where is he coming from? From the thigh. So mouth and thigh together. So what kind of tendency does the person have? I hope you understand 
though he is a brahmin from the mouth but he has got tendencies of the thighs of the lord which means generation which means creation which means he is going to be involved in the material worldly life becoming a husband got it so as a husband he is going to have children so this whole thing you have to understand a column with b column so verse 13 and verse 14 and then you realize where you are so which position in life you are that is decided over there now we are going to do the next verse you match the columns you can do yourself i am not going to do it for you you decide where you are and that will make you understand what you are supposed to do so we go to the next verse we are doing chapter 12 verse 16 from the uddhav gita uh, this is what the qualities of brahmana should be it is should be but are they big question mark over there hmm? so let us see what the qualities are control of mind control of mind and senses contemplation cleanliness contentment forbearance straightforwardness devotion to me compassion and truthfulness are the tendencies of the brahmanas how many brahmins do you know who have these qualities please you remember the material worldly way of thinking that i am a brahmana and now apply this any brahmin in this world who can control his mind not a single so but this is what the brahmins are supposed to do control the mind now there may be a brahmin i have met couple of people in my life that i come from a brahmin world you know i am a brahmin okay who is a brahmin i am a brahmin i do these prayers i do this i do that now see the first line what does it say control of mind control of mind and i am doing this i do this i do this i do this sir no control of your mind you are egotist par excellence you are not a brahmin if you keep on talking that i know this i can do this this is my domain i am this i am this there is no control of your mind a control of your mind means there has to be humility in the person you cannot have someone who keeps on talking in first person singular i me myself no it is always supposed to be thou god the control of mind that means no formation of any karma can you name a brahmin who doesn't do karma no not a single i can't think of a single brahmin in my life at least the ones that i have met who think of themselves as the brahmins of this world they perform fantastic karmas so controlling of mind what is krishna saying over here 
those who can control the mind and senses, those who can contemplate on the deeper knowledge of the spiritual, those who have absolute cleanliness from their thought, action, words, body, deeds, everything, all have to be clean. That means they cannot be having any dirty thoughts also. No way. You're not supposed to have any dirty thoughts. No dirty actions. Everything has to be spick and span and clean. Contentment. Have you ever seen a Brahmin who is contented? It's very difficult to find this kind of people. Somebody who is happy with what he has. Nobody. Somebody who has gone and worked after many years thinks, now I am happy. No. The happiness of contentment has to be from the beginning. These are the qualities required, requirement. This is what we call as qualification. You want to be a Brahman? Qualify in all these things, then I will call you a Brahman. Any person in this world who can qualify in all these ticks, see, control of mind and senses, contemplation, cleanliness, contentment, forbearance, even if I call you a name, even if I say you are the worst creature on earth, you are a dog, you are a pig, you are a worthless guy, still you should be able to forbear that. Anybody has that guts to do? No. You got to have forbearance in this world. Let the world call you whatever they feel like. Let the world put you through torture, through pain. The world can do whatever they want. You are not supposed to waver from your job and your position. Whatever you are doing, continue to do that. Forbearance, straightforwardness. He doesn't do any hanky-panky. He's a straightforward person. He does his job and goes away from there. There are some people who think straightforwardness means I will tell you straight in your face you are an idiot. That person is not a Brahmin. That person is a Shudra in my world. If you can voice your opinion so openly hurting another person, I think you are worthy of becoming a Shudra. Uh, by the way, one more thing I got to tell you. There is a fifth class also. It's a classless one. The worthless of this kind. You may be belonging to that class, the gutter class. So don't ever do this to anybody. So you got to have straightforwardness in your approach to everything. No hanky-panky. No saying anything bad. Devotion to me. Can you have devotion to me? I have met people who are saying, Yes, yes, I am a devotee. But I don't believe in your Krishna. You know, he was an ordinary person. What? Krishna was an ordinary person? Yes. I believe in Shiva. Shiva is the greatest. You are making distinctions. Then I am sorry, you are not a devotee. A devotee is all about love. 
he doesn't make distinctions in god he doesn't say that this god is different than that god no you have to have devotion for me you may follow whatever that you wish to but devotion for me is important compassion you got to have compassionate heart you got to have that compassion for every living creature on this planet earth and truthfulness absolute truthfulness man should be truthful those who cannot control their mind can never be truthful understand this the starting of verse 16 says control of mind and senses if you cannot control your mind and senses the last word over here is invalid for you you can never be truthful your mind will always tell lies to you got it it's only when you control your mind and senses that you can be truthful in nature falsehood comes from when you have no control over your mind and senses you are always a dicey person the next verse we will take these are the qualities of a kshatriya who is a kshatriya verse 17 from chapter 12 of the uddhav gita an indomitable spirit strength patience valor fortitude liberality enterprise steadiness devotion to the brahmanas and lordship these are the tendencies of a kshatriya an indomitable spirit this person even at the beginning of the day or the end of the day will never say ah, i'm so tired you know i i'm so fed up this person is irritating me i can't win this i can't do this that person is a shudra whoever says these words whether it is the beginning of the day or the end of the day and every single day a person who has got the indomitable spirit the spirit is the highest i can do it this is possible i will do these are the words a person uses he is not going to say i don't know how this is done that is not a kshatriya a kshatriya is a person who is willing to do anything in this world all the good stuff remember this he has got strength he is not a weakling oh my head is aching my stomach is having a problem my legs are hurting i got problems in my life you know you can't say these words it's raining outside that is why i can't do that what are you saying even if it is raining outside have you not seen the farmers go and work in the field those who are really hard working those who know the value of time you should know that strength patience of course you got to have tremendous amount of patience you understand that your downline is a duffer no brains you got to have patience with that person 
you got to be a good teacher you have to hand hold and tell them this is the job that has to be done if that person was intelligent he would be in your place it's a simple common sense will tell you you are there in a superior position is because you have got slightly better brains than him so have patience with the people around some people are very slow they do not understand they don't have common sense also they cannot grasp mundane stuff as well you have to tell them the same thing 10 times not getting exasperated see people get exasperated why you can't do this why you can't do this no have the patience teach them every day if you have to you know for the last 19 years i have been doing the same thing over and over again you know the same lessons are being taught to everybody and i got to have patience when the same person comes to me and says you know did you do this in time no why because you see i had a headache it was raining the weather was not good my tire got punctured my aircraft didn't take off how many reasons but i have to say okay next time do it better you got to plan your day properly you have to do your stuff properly every time this is the same story i have to tell the person right from the where we started you know the letters alphabet capital a capital b capital c that might have written the person might have uh, you know started reading pride and prejudice for all you know but still he will have to be taught capital a capital b capital c why that is how the person is and you got to have the patience to teach that person over and over again when somebody comes to me and i have to teach them some of the very very top end version of some kind of technologies or stuff like that i literally take a pencil and a paper and pencil means pen and a paper and then i say see this is how it is the person might be a phd might be a b tech and m tech or whatever and yet the person doesn't know the simple rules of how these things are done the higher the educated person the bigger the idiot he is remember this this is a verse in words you can quote from me the higher the educated a person the bigger idiot he is krishna is going to tell you where he tells about the fifth class how the fifth class is remember that this person has indomitable spirit strength patience whaler he can go anywhere is valorous person fortitude most important is fortitude come whatever me a storm heavy rains or whatever may happen if i have to do it i will do it and i will be able to face it squarely fortitude you got to have fortitude liberality understand this everybody has to be given a chance you just can't say you know i am the only one who is going to do it it is leadership skills a leader becomes a leader because he is a leader of men men means women also by the way doesn't mean men okay he is a leader 
person who knows exactly how to lead. And a leader is not a person who will shout, hey, do this. No. That is a job of a taskmaster, you know, with the big iron whip. <laughs> Attack! Like that. I'm sure, I'm sure you have seen in all the old movies. No, not that way. <laughs> He's not a slave driver. He's a good leader. He gets work done. Enterprise. Yes, he's very entrepreneurial. He knows exactly where to start, how to do it. He has got enterprise in him. Like in, in the middle of the night, if somebody is asked, do you know where to get a horse from? He should be able to get it for him. Horses in the city? <laughs> I don't know where to get it from. <laughs> I still remember one day long back in the past, we had an early morning shot to be done. Next morning. And the director said, I think I will do a shot with a horse. Where do you get a horse at the close-up? You know, we were closing down at 11 p.m. in the night. You understand, this is a very difficult thing and that too in Mumbai city. So, he said, okay, that's not a problem. We'll get it done. Next morning at 4 a.m. in the morning, the horse was there. That is how an entrepreneurial person, a person who knows enterprise is very clear about what he can do. He never says, I can't do it. See, today we have, Narendra Modi has said, you know, this is Aragya Setu. Do something with it. You should be able to do. It's an open source now. So all the great knowledgeable people in this world, please use this app and do something worthwhile in it. That is what he is saying, isn't it? So, use your brains. God-given brains. Steadiness. Single-pointedness is important. Devotion to Brahmanas. That means you should be devoted to these people earlier. I said, no, control of mind and senses. People who have control of mind and senses, you should be devoted to them. You should have devotion for Brahmanas and Lordship. These are the tendencies of Kshatriya. Lordship over this world. You should know how to become a leader. The next one. Verse 18, Chapter 12, Uddhav Gita, Faith in God, Charity, Humility, Service unto the Brahmanas and an insatiety from the amassing of wealth. These are the tendencies of a Vaishya. A Vaishya is a person who has faith in God, of course. Have you seen all these Vaishyas who actually mint a lot of money? Hmm? I am sure you have seen. They will always go and pray to God. They will say, God, please give me money. God, please give me money. They will do all kinds of Tirtha Yatras possible. They will go and make a you know temple. They will put a, a golden wall also for the temple if they have to. They will put a golden dome on top also if they have to. They will give silver chapels. They will do all kinds of things possible. Why? They want to make more money. That is their basic quality. They love making money. And they love making houses and properties and this and that and investments. I got investment in this. I invest in that. I do this. So you know all these people that we talk about. How many people can you name in this kind of category? Eh? Capitalist at heart. So, Avaisha is like that. He has faith in God. This is the faith he has got. He wants to give God because he can get something from him. 
he's got charity because he knows if he gives 10 rupees he's going to get 100 so he knows very well this is called investment in god's charity oh do you have a charitable institution i am going to give you some money i'll give you 1000 bucks you know please pray for me okay we'll pray for you and bless me father so we'll bless him and then what happens Bless me so that I can have hundred part, hundred folds of what I have given you. This is the way they think. I have given you this, so give me that. I have done charity, see? I do charity. Humility. Ah, this is a very difficult person. A Vaisha having humility? I doubt it. Anybody who has money and power, no humility. But Krishna says, if you have humility, then you are a Vaishya. It's the other way around. It's not that a Vaishya should have humility. If you have humility, then you are a Vaishya. Service unto the Brahmanas. You do service to the Brahmanas in satiety from amassing the wealth. I just told you. We'll do verse 19 now. Chapter 12, Uddhav Gita, verse 19. Attending to the Brahmanas, the cows, the God with sincerity, contented with what he gets therein, therefrom, these are the tendencies of the Shudra. Now, how many people are in this category? Think about it. Do you think there is any person who is satisfied with what he gets? I'll tell you something. I just read it yesterday in the newspaper. There was a person who was who had gone to this camp, you know, he had not eaten for a very long time. And the moment he went into this, now these coronavirus camps are going on. So he comes from a very poor society, a very poor fellow, he doesn't have money and all that. And he said, I eat 40 rotis for zero. Every day I eat 40 rotis, I eat this, I eat this, I eat this. It would be at least 10 people's food that this one man is consuming. And the person who was in charge of this said to the cook over there, please serve him. Don't say you cannot give. If he wants 40 rotis, give him. Flat pancakes, you know. Give him. What does it tell you? It tells you that there are people in this world who are going to be like that. They are only bothered about eating. Some people are only bothered about living. Some people are only bothered about earning money. Do they even come under the Shudra category? Just see. Attending to the Brahmanas. Brahmanas are the Godly kind of people. Remember Brahmanas we did just now. The cows. They are bothered about the cows. Means what? Who is a cow? An animal, no? <laughs> Which gives milk. It's a holy animal in India. So you have to treat the cows nicely. Not cut them and eat them, no. <laughs> and the gods with sincerity. They pray to the gods with sincerity. And being contented with what they get. Can a person be contented with what he gets? Ashudra is supposed to be contented with what he gets. Today, everywhere 
discontentment. So do you really think a discontented person can be a Shudra? Does he belong to any of the four classes that we talked about? No way. No way. All the discontented people do not even belong to the first, second, third or the fourth class. There is a fifth class. We are going to talk about that. Alright. So we will move to the fifth class. This is very interesting. See this. Uncleanliness. Verse 20 this is. Alright. Remember this verse is very important because there is a fifth class. Now please, once you are listening to the words, tick whatever you think is right in your world. So, chapter 12, Uddhav Gita, verse 20. Uncleanliness, falsehood, theft, atheism, barren disputations, lust, anger, greed. These are the tendencies of the fifth class Beyond the pale of the other four. Think what is being said over here. Everybody in this world, 99% of the people in this world fall in this class. So do you understand today's world is not in any of those four classes? Let us tick one by one. Uncleanliness. The person will say, <laughs> there is no water. So I don't think I'll take a bath. Okay. When do you take a bath? Uh, whenever I think about taking a bath. When do you shave? Uh, not important. When are you dressed properly? No. You see, I am used to my college life. I wear the same dirty clothes every day. I just smell them. <sighs> they are not dirty. No? They are not stinking. So I will put a little bit of deodorant and I will wear the same dirty clothes again. So do they belong to the fifth class? 100%. Any person who cannot wash his clothes is dirty to the core, doesn't have any physical hygiene, doesn't care to do any, any kind of exercises or walks or whatever. Please understand, this is a fifth class of a person. He is indisciplined to the core. Always telling lies. I told you in the previous verse, anybody who cannot control his mind is a liar. Because the mind has got the ability to twist facts for you. You know this? I am sure you know this very well. The mind will give you all the false information needed. If you cannot control your mind, everything that you utter from your mouth is falsehood. Because these are concoctions of the mind. How many lies can you see even the greatest of the great people talking? There are lies and lies and lies and lies. People talk falsehood literally every single moment they open their mouth. When people say, I work for the poor and the needy. Uh-huh. Very good. Where do you work by the way? When a person says, 
I will see to it that this is delivered by 10 o'clock in the morning. You know, when the Amazon delivery says that they will de deliver by 9 a.m. in the morning, don't you expect them to deliver by 9 a.m.? You do. But what about you? If you say something and if you don't do it, and you give me reasons after reasons for not doing it. Is it truth or falsehood? Very clearly it is falsehood. Then don't open your mouth and tell me lies. You belong to the fifth class. Anybody who gives promises and doesn't keep is belonging to the fifth class. Theft. Oh. They were giving, you know, buy five mangoes, you get four free. I, they, they have too many mangoes. Even if I take one, it, no problem. It is called theft. You robbed one more mango. So instead of taking nine, you took ten. Why do you want to do that? When you go to the market, even in small, small things, you want to do that. When you go to a sweet meat shop, what does a person do? Can I have sample from this? Can I have sample from that? Can I have sample from that? What do you mean by sample from everything? It's all going to add up as your fat by the way. But you love to do this because you know I am paying through my nose for these laddus. Is that the reason why you are supposed to do that? You are doing some theft over there. You are not doing correct things. Yes. Atheism. I don't believe in any God. Why? Prove it to me there is God. No proof. I want proof of it. You want proof of God? Accept it that somebody has made you. You just got to accept it. That doesn't make you small. Those who do not believe in God, they belong to the fifth class. Those who don't believe in God have no idea about the rebirths that are going to happen. Krishna himself is the Lord. When he came to earth, he has given these answers. What makes you think that all that is being said is wrong? All the godly people who came on this planet earth, they are talking philosophy, they are talking spirituality, they are telling you what happens. Do you think they are liars? You got to give them the benefit of doubt, isn't it? At least as an atheist, give them the benefit of doubt. Don't keep on saying, you know, I don't trust and I don't believe there is no God. All these things are, whosoever talks like this is denying everybody. You are not supposed to deny. This world is filled with different, different kinds of people. You just can't deny everybody. So please, if you are an atheist, remember you belong to the fifth class. Right. Barrenness. People, those who are barren, I don't have to, oh sorry, I am really very sorry. It's barren disputation. It's a very, very important word. Barren disputation means what? People just love to argue and argue and argue and argue and argue. 
I have people in my world who will sit in front of me and argue at hours. For what reason? No idea. Ask yourself this question. Whatever I am arguing, does it give me progress? The answer is N-O, no. Then you are an idiot. Barren disputations, one which does not lead you to any good thing in this world, just arguing unnecessarily for no rhyme or reason, belongs to the fifth class. Any barren disputation that a person does, he doesn't belong to any of the top four classes at all. No way. So now understand this. In today's day and age, how many people belong to the fifth class? 99.9% people belong to the fifth class. They have lust. How many people are lusty? I think everybody is lusty. Most of the people who are considered, you know, oh, I don't do anything. Of course you do. Anger, those who are angry kind, people who get angry for no rhyme or reason. There are lots of people in this world who get angry. How many people get angry? All those people belong to the fifth class. They are worthless people. Those who are having greed. So these are the qualities, these are the tendencies of the fifth class beyond the pale of the fourth. Means what? Uncleanliness, falsehood, theft, atheism, barren disputation, disputation which has no value, unnecessary argumentative, lust, greed, anger. Any person who has any of these things, characteristics, these nine characteristics, even if you tick one, tick one, atheist, you belong to the fifth class. If you have anger in you, you belong to the fifth class. Don't you ever come and say that I belong to Kshatriyas, I belong to a Brahman class. You are telling lies. This is a class which most of the people belong to. So we have come to the end of verse 20. Remember which class you belong to. And if you come and argue with me, please understand. Even if you say you are a Brahmana and argue with me. And you say, I don't belong to this class. You belong to the fifth class. Fifth class, you know where it is going to go to, no? So <laughs> I am going to leave you with that. I'll see you all tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to do something which is connected to spiritual world. Which is how a person becomes a spiritualist. So we will learn about that. So if you join tomorrow, you will be able to hear this. What exactly is the meaning of the word Dvija? Twice born. Alright. So take care. Have a very good day. I'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.